0: Happy to have Roger on our OKR Institute podcast. Roger is a successful OKR coach who helped many leading organizations worldwide in implementing OKRs. Roger, please introduce yourself. I do. Well, it's
1: really great to be here. Yes, you, you're right. I do a lot of work around OKRs. In fact, my 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 uh, my whole team do. Uh, we. Uh, uh, there be giants that's our that's that's our uh, that's our company and um, yeah we work with clients literally from one side of the world to the other uh, on uh, helping them to implement OKRs uh, and helping them to achieve you know greater agility greater responsiveness greater alignment as a result of uh, the uh, uh, the implementation of those OKRs
0: Yeah, thanks a lot, uh, Roger. I have a lot of questions for you, uh, but let's limit it to three questions. So uh, what uh, our uh, customers, clients are very interested in knowing. Uh, The first question, what is your experience when implementing OKRs in organizations in different European countries or worldwide? Are there any cultural aspects to be considered?
1: Uh, yes, because culture is a massive part of OKRs. Um, what I often see is that organisations approach OKRs in in a bit of a sort of two dimensional way, and the the addition and, and they forget about the whole cultural aspect, which is needed to make OKRs work really well. Because otherwise, you really don't get the transparency. You really don't get the willingness to 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 test and experiment. Uh, to potentially fail uh, so long as it's intelligent failure that so failure that you learn and adapt from um there are those there's 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 big cultural elements within those and if there is a culture where there's um uh, perhaps been a degree of um punishment a degree of um uh, reprimand if they have fallen short for instance in the past then that can really damage the the safety that people might feel to want to test out new experiments that might might not necessarily completely achieve 100 so there's there, there are some important cultural factors to be borne in mind now you asked about differences between countries and, and regions um there from from what I've observed and what I've experienced, um, I would say there's... It, 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 in, in Northern Europe, and I'm including Germany in this, what I see is that there's a very, very... OKRs okay, are really popular, and I, I'm, this is purely my theory. This is purely my theory. Uh, there is a, a desire I've observed to uh, really have a process to stick to and a structure. Uh, so... What I've experienced in working with uh, um, companies in Germany is that they like to be quite dogmatic, quite rigid around um, the structure that, that can be in place for OKRs. But what I do see is that there's often a real willingness to test there, so to perhaps take the risk that you might fall short, but in the knowledge that you'll get some good learning from that and that you'll improve in the next cycle let does just contrast that with here in the UK. <laughs> what I see in the UK is I see um, a desire to sometimes, dare I say, I'm probably not speaking well of my my, my fellow countrymen here, but to try and shortcut things. <laughs> so there's often a, uh, oh, how hard can it be type of attitude here and just jump straight in to using OKRs and... With, without sort of pausing for thought and understanding kind of what's involved in it. It's more than just writing your goals in an OKR structure and putting a system in place. Uh, so we or I, I, I have seen unrealistic, I would say, expectations around what OKRs can do. Uh, for an organisation, particularly here in the UK, and they've just jumped in, thought it was going to change things. It hasn't, and they've then said OKRs don't work. So um, I would argue in that situation, OKRs do work, it's just that you've not used them right. It's about about how you use them. I also noticed that in the UK there is, I think, a, a, a... uh, a greater reluctance to test and i think there's a general uh sense that the the level of psychological safety is perhaps somewhat lower you know when you when you when you say to people you know how do you feel about that key result it's it's a it's an aspirational one you know you might not actually fully achieve it that can be really uncomfortable for some people really uncomfortable for some people and uh um, like a cycle saying because of previous experiences um i've done some work in um in, in south america um in particular in argentina and um i i don't i don't know whether this is the latin spirit <laughs> but there is that, that i was i was absolutely amazed at the sheer enthusiasm actually and the greatest level of enthusiasm that I've experienced in in, in clients was was working with uh, clients in Argentina who um, just wanted to soak up and learn so much, and then just wanted to practice it and apply it. And I'm not saying that other other regions, uh, other clients in other regions, were not were not showing that, but it was it was the enthusiasm that just set them apart. Apart, there was a, a degree of spirit there. I think that was really, really a joy to work with, to be perfectly honest. So I think there are some cultural factors um, in play. Um, I'll be honest, uh, you know, we have done some work in in Asia, but it's been mainly focused around Singapore, which I know is is kind of a melting pot of cultures. Um, I'm really curious, and I don't know if you know about this, Dirk, but I'm really curious to understand how popular OKRs might be in Japan.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we get a lot of requests from, for example, Singapore, uh, also Malaysia in the startup scene, but from Japan, uh, so far there is uh, yeah a few requests. Um, I think it could uh, could be the the language, of course, yeah, and um, to approach uh, to approach it in the right way, but we see the most demand at the moment uh, from Singapore. Japan, um, I think maybe it takes a little bit more time, or you need to be, to enter the country also in the right language. Yeah, so that's something for sure uh, we we have to we have to look into it. And of course, the uh, I think the Japanese culture, how it's organized, it also in the corporate world, it's yeah. totally different compared yeah. uh, to, to the rest of uh, the Asian countries and also uh, of course to Europe. Um, but I think what you just said, uh, Roger, is very interesting also from an OKR coaching point of view, because um, the OKR technical framework, I mean, that's kind of given, uh, but the performance culture in a, in a country, but also in the organization is always uh, different. Yeah. So I think that makes uh, OKR coaching very interesting. Um, yeah. So I, I, for my, my next question would be, what is your recommendation to run successfully uh, sustainable OKR cycles in organizations? Because also, of course, uh, people, what you said, in Latin America, they are very enthusiastic at the beginning. But maybe after a while, um, if they experience also maybe a couple of failures with OKRs and they need to adjust the OKRs, um, how do you? Um, what do you re- recommend, and how do you recommend it to organizations to uh, make OKR a sustainable success? So, I would always say it, this: uh, the
1: sustainability element really starts with how you kick them off, how how you how you start them, because if you And this is part of what I was saying about in you know, sort of how I've seen how I've observed the approach in the UK, where they just go, right, let's just do it across the board, let's just start them and do them. Everybody's doing them. And what you end up with is 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 a is a failed approach, which then tarnishes the the name, the reputation, the the image of, of OKRs, and it starts to put Block is in the way to any further adoption so my 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 first step to sustainability is it would be to uh, just do a pilot just do a pilot to prove the concept and make sure that as part of that proof of the concept you are communicating the value that the teams and the business are seeing from this out to the wider audience, so that they can see what the uh, what the benefits are going to be for doing OKRs, because that changes the energy around OKRs from one of here's the ne- here's the next new thing that you need to do, and being pushed onto teams and pushed onto people, to when are we doing that? When are we starting? So it changes the energy from push to pull, mm. and so in ter- in terms of that manage- I mean, and that's 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 general change management. But it, it's it's amazing how much in OKRs that's overlooked. It mm. is amazing how much it's overlooked. So sustainability starts with how you kick them off, um, and then as you're. Uh, as as you're phasing, you know, I I, I I I once you've proved the concept, I wouldn't then say put them straight across the rest of the teams in the organisation. What I would say is implement them in phases, because it's 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 like a flywheel. It's like you want the flywheel effect, you know, and a flywheel takes a lot of energy to start it going round. But as it goes around, it starts to go around under its own energy and it starts to build and it gets faster and it gets faster and it gets faster. So you can build up that flywheel effect by making sure that the value is constantly transparent. Mm. So the value of using them is is recognised by the wider business, is, is also felt and acknowledged by the teams themselves, and that you have the ability and this should be done through a good retrospective process but you also have the ability to uh, or you give the teams the ability to uh to potentially change or certainly recommend changes to to the use to to, to, to the to, to how they use OKRs because OKRs as a as a way of working you know we call it as a you can call it an organizational system if you will you know there is this principle of system decay over time and if you don't keep investing in the system and making sure that the system not just the software system but the system being the whole way that this 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 works within the organization is 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 not 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 just maintained but is is in, is in, invested in and is, is 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 developed and enhanced so that it remains current and continues to add value then that's what makes you know an okr uh, uh, you know okrs as a way of working sustainable and then you've got the sort of tactical things which you can do about obviously making sure that there's lots of recognition you know for people who uh, are doing it really well teams that are uh, are, are, are uh, role modeling great behaviors around okrs <coughs> excuse me um, so I think there's 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 some more strategic activities which you can do to sustain them, and then I think there's more tap there's there's also things that you can do at the tactical level as well.
0: Oh, interesting. You were mentioning also, I mean, starting with a pilot team. Uh, so yeah. how how big should that team be, and who would you get involved in this pilot team? Roger? So um,
1: it depends. I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios. Um, so. And what it depends on is how how the organization is structured. Um, In some organizations, it makes sense to do a a particular, um, I'm not going to say function, because it's typically a value stream that we work with. I'll give you an example, right? We work uh, work with a retailer here in the UK who has, (coughs) excuse me, Teams, their business is arranged by brands. Okay. And, and but within those brands um, uh, there are uh, people from different functions. So there'll be somebody from marketing, there'll be somebody from uh, uh, products, there'll be somebody from um, supply chain and so on and so forth. Um, you know, it's very much like if you, it, it's a very much a tribes and squads type model, even though they don't use those particular terms. Um and in that particular instance, it made sense for them to pilot it on a brand. So they were kind of going uh, vertically into the organization. In some organ, yeah, yeah in, in other organizations that perhaps don't have that level of sort of um, uh, cross functionality, you might say, yet. Uh, if they're still quite hierarchical in structure, it might make more sense for you to pilot it at at maybe senior team and then senior team plus one Um, so you're looking and you so you you work on getting the, the 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 management levels up to speed with okrs and what i've seen interestingly happen in that scenario is that by the end of Uh, by the end of the pilot period the managers are usually really pulling at the leash because they want to start setting OKRs for their teams as well (laughs) which is kind of a nice place to be in because it shows that you're building that flywheel energy um, which is good so I'd say yeah the answer to the question is it depends on the type of structure that they have but there's a couple of couple of uh, scenarios which we often uh, use there that I've, I've given as examples for for pilots
0: Yeah, thanks, Roger. I have plenty, tons of questions, but maybe we uh, we do another uh, podcast. Uh, So thanks a lot. Uh, It was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, for sure, I'm hearing from you soon.